62 G's on the belt, yeah, I'm feeling this girl, now I'm feeling myself. What's this film about? Well, this film is about me, you know, I'm also about time. You're on Samurai. Um, it's about my vision of Star, people inspired me. Uh, I'm really excited about it because, you know, it was a dream for me to have a shot in Samurai. When I was eight years old, I quite just stood over there and looked across. And the dream of having this stood, so I'm going to show you what I did. Yes, yes, we are back. Two G's in a pod, your mum's favourite duo, back in the studio again. What are you saying, Andy? I'm good, man, I'm good. I'm really excited. We've got a packed house today, man. We've got a, got a special, special episode coming up for you. We've got two very special guests with us. First off, we've got the Fly Hooligan in the building. <laughs> um, and we've also we're also joined by Dwayne, who's um, uh, I'm just a music journalist. Music no, journalist, I just right, cool, about cool, music. Cool, cool. <laughs> uh, so we've got Dwayne, a music journalist, in the building as well. Um, and you know, the Fly Hooligan, he's out here, and he's got an album coming out on Saturday, I believe. Uh, yeah, I believe it is. Um, it's it's still to be confirmed because um, man, the people I'm working with. Clearing samples in that. Not just not just that, you know, um, man. I'm working with a genius. Um, he goes by the name of Oh No. He's the younger brother of Madlib. Okay, okay. Um, so we got some hip hop royalty in there. Oh yeah, 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 come on now. You know, this is this is what I do, man. So, you know, with 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 those two geniuses, I share the same birthday with Oh No as well. And six of November, which is Saturday, was gonna, you know, that's where we was gonna drop the album for our birthday. But Oh No. He listened back to the album and he's like, look, I can add some more stuff. I can change some okay, more things. So it's like, yeah, it's going through another change. It's yeah. going through another process yeah, right yeah, now. And um, and I believe that's that process has been done. And DJ Roams is now mastering the album. So, okay. so okay. yeah, it, it might actually end up being the 1st of December. Okay. Yeah, All right, looking at Fair things. Enough. But it's, it's still a good run up, man. I mean, yeah. the album's incredible, man. Yeah. The album's incredible. And I don't know of any other MC, producer in the UK that can say they've got an album with oh no yeah you know what I mean so yeah, no, I'm alright man I'm definitely. very happy you know what I'm saying okay yeah I mean I we'll can, definitely I can wait we'll, we'll, we'll get into the album we'll get into the album no definitely um, but before we start we're, we're gonna you know start off with how we always start off um, running through what everyone's been listening to so start with you what have you been listening to recently oh man um, jazz that's that's been my main main thing at the moment okay a lot of Sarah Vaughan uh, Miles Davis, Thelonious Monk. Mm. That's 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 where I draw my inspiration for writing rhymes. Okay. I don't actually write to hip hop beats okay. anymore. I, I write to I write to jazz, um, maybe some Latin jazz as well. So at the moment, yeah, I'm really into that mo- moody jazz. Um, uh, who else? What else? Even um, I would say, yeah, like ma- mainly jazz. To be to be real with you, man, jazz, a lot of classical music. Um, Beethoven, mm. Strauss is my favorite. You know, so that's that's where I draw a lot of my inspiration. Yeah, hundred percent. That's funny because I was gonna say I've listened to Heady One. And it doesn't <laughs> <laughs> it doesn't really compare like that. One. Yeah. <laughs> I was gonna say we got some we got some artistry in the building. Yeah, for real, for yeah. real. Yeah. I, I do listen to I do listen to jazz myself. Like now my playlist, my playlist gonna sound a bit basic. Yeah, but I was saying Strauss. You know? <laughs> I get ignorant times too, man. I want to hear, I want to hear some ignorant ish sometimes. You get me? I'm not even gonna lie, man. But but you, we all as as artists. You know what I'm saying? We all go through phases of what we want to listen to the okay. most. Um, like, 
for instance, last month, it was all Isley Brothers. Okay. Like, okay. strictly Isley Brothers. Mm. Um, why? Just, why? Yeah. It's it's my moods. Okay. You know, it, 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 what I'm listening to, the, you know, uh, what's the word? What I, what I listen to depicts how I feel at the time. Okay, yeah, yeah. So if I'm listening to Miles Davis, like, Bitches Brew album, for instance, yeah, yeah. yeah I'm in some fucking nigga up shit. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? But it's, it, it, it comes out in in music yeah you know what i mean so so yeah every every you know genre or every style of music i might listen to um yeah it, it it's it's a reflection of where, where i'm at mentally uh and emotionally okay you know yeah. what i mean so yeah. yeah so if i if i feel like listening to some playboy carty now <laughs> then you know i know i know you know where i'm at yeah yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> yeah no i hear that man I hear that. Yeah. how about how about you doing what have you what have you been listening to um i've been in my rap bag recently okay um mm. So a lot of new stuff has dropped. So I've been running Young Fug a lot. Mm. Um, I haven't listened to the new album yet. I need to get into it. I'm, I'm, a, I'm. I was not huge on Fug like for the last really? few years. I haven't I'm been. A, I'm huge. a big Young Fug. I'm with fan. you on that. I'm a big Young Thug fan. I feel like I feel like this new album though is like it's it, quite it, mature. Is it is it better it, than? Um, you see, you drop so much fun in Slam Language too. Yeah, is it yeah. better than those two? Like to my taste, yeah. Well, you know, you probably didn't like those two. I wasn't. Last right, I wasn't so crazy about like the super jumpy mm. felt like he was sort of catering to the tiktok kids and whatnot but with this ski with ski he was that's yeah you know what i mean yeah. right so but this one is more a bit more mature he gets okay. a lot more vulnerable than i didn't expect vulnerable yeah. fuck but um okay. uh i've been running isaiah rashad um yeah, the house yeah. is burning yeah, that's that one of my favorite album. albums yeah. like i can't i just yeah, can't stop listening to it that's one of the best drops this year i think 100 percent. um but then yeah as as the season is changing now um, I'm, <laughs> I feel myself getting into my R&B bag I, I more. I knew you were about to say that. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, I've been running like, uh, running Ego, Ego LMA. Um, I've been running Sir, um, Etta Bond, Children of Zeus. So, yeah, I've been around and about. You know? Okay, yeah. okay, yeah, yeah. Yeah, nah, nah, definitely. Um, I mean, what, Friday is Summer Walker's album. Oh, and then what, oh, yeah, Adele's coming that. later this month. Mm. Although she's not technically R&B, but it's like, Slow music Still. to get you. Sad girl season. We're gonna be in our fields, man. We're gonna be in our fields, definitely. <laughs> yeah, man. How about you, Isaac? What have you been listening to? So I want to like take the op- the the opportunity to walk back my previous take on Donda. Because okay. I've been listening that to that for like the past Fire month. Album. Okay. I've been Fire album. So yeah. Okay. Fire album. I've also started to like CLB more, but Donda. Yeah. That's really. That's, I really like it now. So Best way to approach Donda, if you like Outcast. Yeah, picture Donda as a modern day Outcast album. If and if if you're really familiar with an Outcast catalog, because I'm I'm like Outcast like is my favorite too, group. I feel like you're giving it too much, man. Hell yeah, bro. It's good. It's big man. I wouldn't say that modern day Outcast. Modern day Outcast. You're album. telling me Outcast who we've no, been wanting so to link up and do an album again. You've, if you so they check, came back and dropped Donda. You check this be, out. Uh, I don't know. You you're talking <laughs> to the biggest Outcast fan here. Yeah, yeah. I, I've been an Outcast fan since Southern Playlistic Cadillac yeah, Music. Yeah. Atlians, yeah. Quemini, all of them albums, Stanconia, yeah, you yeah. name it. Like there is nothing Outcast can do wrong in my books. Yeah. Mm. So I know, I, like, I know their whole catalog mm. back to front. And when I listened to Donda, by the time I got to the fifth track, I said to myself, like, Yo, I can actually hear Outcast on this album. This sounds like you a must have been. You and must this have been was when you see when um, Drake leaked this, the track with right. exactly. When I heard that out. track, when I heard that yeah. track, I was like, you see, 
I, I knew I could hear Outcast on yeah, this. Yeah. You know what I mean? Crazy. And I didn't even know Outcast was on that yeah, album. Yeah, yeah. You feel me? So that's probably the best verse of the like, guest Damn. verse of the entire when year I told you, as well. I was so annoyed that. that is next I mean, I it's said crazy. it on the last episode. I was annoyed that the beef meant that we couldn't get that song. No, but they dropped it now. No, yeah. They dropped the song as officially yeah, on YouTube. Yeah. I don't know if I don't know if it's on Spotify. I don't think it is, bro. Yeah, but it's the, it's the official. Yeah, because Andre released a statement like you know yeah. he's disappointed that his boys is exactly. you know, people he loves is beefing like this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But anyway, yeah. So there was that, and then bit left field. But James Blake released the album recently. I saw that. I saw it. You know, I saw yeah. it in the um, in the tube station on the on the billboard. I was. I didn't even realize he was. He was yeah, joking. yeah. Is it? What's it like? Is it like similar to the? What was it assumed form? That was his last one. I yeah. think so. I, to be honest, I didn't listen to that. Okay, I, I'm right. not a, like a big James Blake listener, but yeah. I just listened to this latest one. Yeah. Is 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 it still got a lot of like hip hop infusion in it? Because the last one had a lot of like he had Travis on it. Mm. He had, like mm. he's got uh, JID. Okay. He's got. He's got one other artist, but there's not many features on it. Okay. He's got Kaliuchis on it, I think. He's got Scissor. Okay. Um, anyway, if you're looking for some sad November time music, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah that's anymore. got you covered. Definitely, yeah, yeah. Um, me, I've been listening to, I listened to Heady One's mixtape um, that dropped right at the start of the month, um, which I thought was good. It was, um, he had no features. It was just like, seems like he just put it out. I don't know if he's trying to get out of a deal or something like that. Because, you know, when, I don't know, when artists just drop music, no features, nothing, just quick like that. I'm always thinking they, they dropped it for a reason. Yeah, you think they're on a Frank Ocean yeah, team? Yeah, because otherwise they wouldn't take more time and stuff. But I mean, it's still a good project. Yeah, yeah. Um, and honestly speaking, I feel like it's a return to his kind of... It's not strictly like a drill album the way his, his mm. previous projects were. Um, but it's kind of a return to the less commercial sound. that Because I think Edna was quite a commercial sound to it, in my opinion. Mm. Um, which I think is all right. Personally, I don't... I like... Heady when he was doing like on the one and on music and road and things like that. Mm. That's the kind of heady that I prefer. But mm. I still um I liked Edna still. But I think yeah this one is a is a good project. And I feel like there's a lot of artists that have in the U I mean we one of the topics we'll discuss is about UK rap and how it's going right now. And I feel like a lot of the artists they come up um with more of a I guess less kind of commercial sound mm. than they kind of like stride towards commercial sounding because obviously there's more money in it mm. things like that and they kind of lose their core fan base mm -hmm. and i feel like dropping a mixtape like that kind of is for your core fan base absolutely so and i feel like artists like even storms if you, if you dropped because i feel like an artist like yeah. Stormzy, i feel like he's kind of, there's a bit of a disconnect with the people that he came up with yeah from the music okay. he drops now so i feel like okay. if he dropped a mixtape like that like if, if Stormzy dropped a mixtape just rapping yeah man like how he used to I feel like feed the streets exactly you know what i mean because mm. i feel like we're starving right now so <laughs> but um yes yeah, so i've been listening to that i listened to meek mills project which i don't know i feel like meek mills music is a little bit he's kind of his content's kind of stagnant right now in my opinion um it's a good album there's good tracks on it but it's um it was very much just like a standard meek mill project like I've, i felt like i'd heard it before yeah. but yeah. to be honest i mean i've said this <coughs> in previous episodes about other albums as well i just feel like a lot of U us rap right now is they're just kind of churning out things that we've heard before and maybe that's just because these artists are all like what five six albums deep now mm. so that might just be this is the style of music i make yeah if you like it you like it if you don't and um which is fair enough so so um but yeah that's what i've been i've been listening to um but yeah so we'll get into the album you said you've got an album coming mm. um soon. i have soon <laughs> soon yeah, uh, TBC, TBC. that one there. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah, yeah. So yeah, tell us, tell us about the the project. You said you're linking up with with Ono. Um, how did that come about? Well, so got to shout out my my, my OG in Cali. Um, 
so I, long story short, I went out to Cali and I hooked up with a bunch of geniuses. Um, and like my first night there, I, I recorded like five songs over some beats. Didn't think nothing of it. Um, came back to London and uh, my OG Montage One hit me up and he was like, yo, you know those beats you were spitting over? I said, yeah. He goes, yeah, those beats belong to Ono. And he sent me a bunch of fire emojis. Okay. And um, I was like, all right, cool. No problem. I, what, what, what are we doing? Um, and then he was like, yo, like, yeah, you know, I think we should do an album. Um, and he had a whole idea for it. He's like, yeah, I'm going to call it Monofly. So it's Montage One, Oh No, Fly Hooligan. Um, and yeah, like it was, it was a dope idea. So we all just jumped on it. We recorded it just before, well, we finished it technically just before um, lock, the first lockdown. Okay. Um, and I was going to fly out to shoot a video for one of the songs. Um, and yeah, lockdown happened. So we just kind of fell back on it. And I reached out um, to my boy, um, Stabmaster Arson, um, to do the artwork for it, stuff like that. So so we just pretty much got it all prepared. Mm. And once I thought that the album was finished, like he hit me up and he was like, yeah, I'm going to touch it up some more. Mm. Just get it on a different... It sounds co- it's, it damn near sounds completely different to what I've got in my phone. You see what I'm saying? Okay. Mm. okay. So it, he's, they, that's the type of people um, all know and... Um, Madly Bar you know they they would change something up sometimes yeah, like completely yeah. different to what you originally heard it yeah. to be you know what I mean and that's just the level they're on you know you hear about that a lot like I hear artists um, when they've worked with like Kanye West for example they say oh, like um, I think it was on Joe Biden podcast it was Conway the Machine or one one of the one of mm. the Griselda guys it was probably Westside actually oh it was probably yeah, Westside yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, was on there and just saying like oh yeah I went out to um, was Wyoming. Wyoming yeah I yeah. went out to Wyoming I recorded yeah. some stuff I don't know what happened to it. Yeah, and he's like, so he doesn't even know if he's gonna be on Donner. He doesn't know what it's gonna sound like. Everything, but mm. um, I feel like with certain sort of producers and stuff, you can you can trust them. Yeah, that's to, yeah. It's yeah. like you rap, you do your part, and yeah. you just trust their vision or whatever. That's kind of the process with Do- that is the process with Doctor Dre as well. Mm. Except he'll make you spit the same line if he has to about a thousand times, and then you just gotta go away. And hope for the best, basically. Yeah. You know, mm. so um, it might never come out. <laughs> might never, <laughs> might, yeah, for real, might never come out. So yeah, so that was kind of like my take when when I spat those verses. I didn't think nothing of it, um, and I was in a place where I was churning out verses. Psh, you give me, give me two minutes, I'll, I'll have a verse in thirty seconds. I was in that, I was in that place yeah. at that time. So yeah, just churning out those verses for me was 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 a big was a, was a. A, a good way of introducing myself, you know, to the circuit out there and yeah. stuff like that. Um, mm. And people were impressed with that. They were impressed with what they heard. Um, and um, I got to meet with Alchemist and ev- um, Evidence as well oh, wow, from okay. Dilated Peoples. Managed to do a song with um, Evidence as well. Um, so, yeah, like, it, it opened a lot of doors. Yeah. Definitely did. So, yeah, the, the album got done in, in quite a short, short space of time. Mm. And um, yeah, it's it's called Mono Fly. Don't know what the first single is gonna be, but yeah, all I know is fire. That's, okay, that's yeah, all I yeah. know. We only got one feature on there um, from Phil the Agony. He's part of Liquid Crew. Um, that's like to do. I don't know if you guys know about Exhibit. You know about Exhibit. You know the program. Um, yeah, yeah, no, we know, yeah, we know yeah, who he is. Yeah, yeah. Is know that what you're asking? Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Know, <laughs> sometimes you just don't know, innit? Like, <laughs> I don't know, man. So yeah, like it's like. Yeah, so we got Feel the Agony on there. 
Fireverse, you know, he killed it. Um, so yeah, no, nah, it's, it's, it's a dope album, man. Ten tracks deep. Um, but yeah, fingers crossed, man. That drops real soon. <laughs> Yeah, hopefully, hopefully it's coming out yeah, sooner yeah, rather than yeah. later. Then, I mean, yeah, no, but there's a bunch of stuff coming from yeah. that camp. You know yeah. I mean? do, you, do you um do you have any songs you'd recommend we play right now just to kind of give uh, the audience a feel for for your music? I mean, obviously we started with a song of yours, uh, Savile Row, mm-hmm. but yeah, do you um, have anything we could we could yeah, the flyest with um, Planet Asia. Let me dance on this fly extravagant lifestyle rap. It's like million dollar China out the cabinet. Fumbles my squad, not having it. Suckers mumble, but they crumble and slip from attempts. That's a negative average. The devil's a savage in the pursuit of happiness. My music is magic, working wonders, numbers miraculous. Summer's cracking the stacks to get to go against or act as if you can match my street credit beyond your packaging. Now break yourself like you owe me bread and hold your head, cause every thought is a cold red. So know the ledge at the twist of a whisker can go from foot to a fisker with outfits coordinated a little crisper. I'm a 76er, cross the seven seas, prescribed this medicine. My melodies are heavenly elixir. Believe me, you don't want this type of smoke. You'd rather twist one and let the shit bump. We fucking niggas up with this one. Leonardo, Vision, Inceptor, Leonardo, DiCaprio, Coat the golf with fresh primer, paint the caliper, five push cream, tinted windows, customized bumper. Finesse, bless me with the portraits, all your base paint forever, legendary bit face. Source made of carbon, still fiber, when I draw blood it gets me hyper, dragged into a pit of hungry vipers. Still you're building copper penthouse, find me in a warm jacuzzi with your long term spouse. Never gave a fuck about clout, they have hit me with a half ounce. Smoke until my eyes couldn't see now, still going while you niggas on drought. Shout my yardy goonies getting lifted with a dragon style, grab a leaf weed and pass out. Middle fingers to them ones who had doubts, down to go. A few bouts or two, I knock your ass out. <laughs> so I'm so dead, was, bed like <laughs> that was that was. <laughs> That was the flyest. That was the flyest. Um, we we're gonna get into um, you know introducing you to the audience properly, um, mm. but before mm. we do that, you were talking off air about talking smack about Squid Game. So, <laughs> um, but yeah, now nah, honestly, because I we discussed it last episode, but I'd only watched two episodes at that point. I finished I've, it. I've, now, so, I've finished it. Now. So we can we can discuss. It. Have you seen? I haven't seen it. Oh, I haven't seen it. Ooh. I haven't seen it. I don't I, think I'm gonna. I'm not in a rush. So I was gonna say like speak spoilers, freely. Spoilers. You know okay, what? speak freely. I'll be real with you. Yeah. Even spoilers can't spoil it. Like, just, yeah. it's, it's that's just, either really good I, or really bad. No, like. I, I actually agree with you. There's, yeah. there's one or two like moments, but mm. in general, yeah, you you know what's coming. Mate, You're not gonna get spoiled by. I like, knew I knew who was happened. who in episode one. All right, let me say. So I, 
I can't say there was a couple that surprised me. I can't I say was, I yeah, I was yeah. surprised yeah. by oh, this. Oh my god. I knew Ali was gonna get no, no, yeah, no, I, I knew that. that. I knew that, that was yeah, yeah. You can't be too no, nice in something like that. Because first thing I said, I said uh, when I saw um when I fu- when when they uh was what's the word? What am I thinking now? I forget the guy's name. Um, my man's best friend, the guy that screwed some, over some Ali. Yeah. yeah, he was always gonna be. Yeah, yeah. he was gonna I be knew, that yeah, guy. Yeah. When, you see, when when it, when when he said to my man that uh, he he put up his mum's shopping rear tear tear. Yeah. For, for his his ways, yeah? yeah? Yeah. I was like, yeah, so from when this guy can scroll can his, his mum? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Nah, That's yeah, true. His mum from this mom, dude is going tell. for number one, fam. This game set a match here, no, fam. Like, it's not, you, can you, tell, know, bro. you lot have ruined the thing for me, man. Because you already know what Squid Game's about. It's about looking out for number yeah, one, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah, so, yeah. all right. And you know, all right, if he's going to be like that, Karma's going to come bite his ass in a movie. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, you knew he wasn't gonna win. Yeah, yes. just, you knew he wasn't uh, gonna win. You knew who was. Yeah. But what surprised me? I, I, didn't, I, didn't the old, I didn't know the old man. Was That's what I was gonna oh, say. That was a real? Oh, the big surprise. That was the biggest, biggest thing, fam. Nah, that was a surprise, uh, bro. That was right. a surprise. Go watch it again, yeah. See how my man got gassed in the first game. See how he got gassed. He was excited, bro. He was gassed. He was the only one that was gassed after man got licked down. You know. Yeah, yeah. Because right. I thought he, he, he wasn't scared to die. Yeah, that's what I, exactly. Go. That's what I thought. He, he was, was like, he hasn't. And he hasn't even a point where he blatantly moved. The thing scanned him, and it didn't even shoot him down. Watch it. I will say. I wouldn't say that it's completely overrated. I'll say like. People have been guessing it. Like it was, it was yeah. very good, but it wasn't like. That's why I haven't rushed to watch yeah, it. It wasn't like the most amazing thing I've ever seen. But I was, but I really, watching I really enjoyed. It. Yeah, <laughs> I was seen. That is on my list as well. You yeah. is banging compared to. School. I, I enjoyed yeah. it though. I really enjoyed it. It was a good watch. It was a yeah. good watch. And, and, and like, and it wasn't as pretty. I feel like people guess it. Like they always say, "Oh yeah, I, I knew it. I knew that that was gonna happen." I'm thinking, no, because how unless you said it before it happened, how could I know that you actually knew? Some of it was predictable. Yeah, but like the old man thing, everyone said, "Oh yeah, I knew." I'm thinking, no, nah, I really believe. Like, ma- listen, like I was saying <laughs> off the mic here, yeah, when when Saw first came out, within the first tw- 30 minutes of the movie, I figured out that homeboy on the floor was the one who was running the whole thing. I. That's what I do, innit? Me and my brothers, we used to <laughs> challenge each other. Like, I'm, I, I watch movies. Movies is my thing. Like, yeah. I'm, I'm really into movies and stuff like that. Like, so Squid Games was just like it's like playing drafts. Yeah. It was just. I thought the ending was rubbish as well. That's what I'm saying. When you walk back off the plane, I'm thinking, bro, go and take off. Look up. Like take care of your daughter, but like gazillions of y- whatever the guy, currency any, in your account. Any blood. excuse to not be a father, that's what this guy was taking. Oh, I was like, this guy, thank I was you. like, listen, let me go back. Um, <laughs> I looked at I knew it was gonna turn around. I was like, gee, hun, man, come on. <laughs> 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 this guy fully, fully told his daughter to come off the phone so he can go run after the dude that got him in the game yeah, and, yeah, and yeah, I, yeah, like yeah, and yeah. i wonder what they'll, if they do a season two and stuff i wonder what no, they'll no, beg, yeah I, wonder, I mean they will because they'll make money so they'll definitely do it but i wonder what yeah. they'll do with it because they gross like a hundred billion or biggest, something like that biggest like, grossing i swear like, it's the biggest grossing like ever yeah ever on Netflix. yeah yeah yeah. Crazy. yeah it grossed a lot yeah it was it was good though i thought it was good once i got into it but yeah it wasn't like it wasn't outstanding no, i'll say as well yeah you see the the guy like they were talking about the director and he had to send his draft mad bare times for ten years. No one wanted it. Yeah, I was like, I'm not, <laughs> I'm not too surprised, did it? Like, because it it was a good show in that, but like, like we were saying, like, mm. I feel like I've seen this kind of. Fi- I feel like it was like a Korean Hunger Games, basically. Yeah. So I was like, a lot of a lot of aspects of it. I feel like I've seen. I mean, mm. Hunger Games is it's taken from Battle Royale. 
Okay, yeah. yeah. That, you gotta boom, give credit that's where what I was saying. You, so. Battle Royale. Okay. Battle Royale. But my point that's is, is like, it's something team, that is yeah. it's a thing that's been seen in it. Yeah. So I was like, mm. I can see why you're. In, in your my thing, ma- in my man's defense, though, it. it was a full length movie initially. That's what I heard as well. It was, it was an actual yeah, movie, yeah, and but but yeah. then yeah, Netflix was like, yeah, they they could see they were yeah. playing chess when they yeah. saw that. Mm. When they saw that script, they thought, nah, let's let's prolong this one here, man. Whoever figures it out, figures it out. We don't care. It's still gonna make ninety billion. You know what I mean? It's business, business, business. But yeah, man. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so yeah, back to back to <laughs> back to the music, innit? Um, watch you, watch you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I haven't watched that myself actually. I'm You're sleeping. Still on season <laughs> one, but I'll catch up with it. Um, but yeah, so uh, tell us more about you know who you are. Mm. Like for anybody that's not familiar with your with your music, mm. I know you talked about gourmet rap. I mm. want to hear about that. I want to know what you mean by that and. Mm. Uh, what that means to you as well, but yeah. So, so who is you know the Fly Hooligan? All right, the Fly Hooligan is an MC coming from Northwest London. Um, I've, I've been I've been doing hip hop for a very long time, man. I've been doing hip hop for about I, I want I want to say twenty years, but it feels a lot less than that. But I only really took it seriously, um, like super serious, I would say, um, since twenty twenty fourteen going into twenty fifteen okay. when I released my first track with Westside Gun. Okay. Um, okay. That was when I realized that I can look at things from a different perspective of a, of let's say, quote unquote, an A and R. I can see the potential in something. Um, and I and and before all of that took place, I I kind of I kind of held back from it. So, the Fly Hooligan, yeah, I come from Northwest London. I'm an MC, was a producer as well. I was I was taught how to use the MPC 2000 Excel by the RZA from Wu Tang Clan. Oh, wow. Um, so yeah, man. When, when it comes to hip hop royalty, man, I was I, gonna say you've, I know you've a lot. Worked with the mm, best. Yeah. Like, yeah, I know. I know. Creme de la creme. Oh. Yeah, absolutely, man. And that's what that's what makes me different from a lot of the MCs. Um, it doesn't matter what genre, because whether you're signed or unsigned, there's things that I've managed to achieve in my career um, that even signed artists with million pound budgets haven't even managed to achieve. Yeah. They haven't managed to create a, or generate a relationship with with the with the founders of this you know of this thing that we do called music mm. you know um whether it's a subgenre of hip hop or a subgenre of grime or drill or trap it doesn't matter mm. it's it, it all start it all stems from one place um and um what is that place bronx okay um that's where hip hop started yeah. and before hip hop hip hop didn't invent anything but it reinvented everything mm. um and that's a quote from grandmaster kaz um, and he's the that's that's the gentleman that wrote um, the verse for Sh- the Sugar Hill Gang. I don't know if you know that song, yeah. um, but yes, yeah, so it's a bait song. You go to any any white person's party, you don't play that <laughs> tune, man. Real talk, like, but you know, but yeah. So I mean, I, yeah, I've been doing hip hop for a very long time. I've I've, I've definitely studied my history in hip hop. I I know I chose I chose I p- intentionally chose a lane that was different to what my peers was doing in terms of whether it's road rap, grime, mm. drill, trap, afro beats, um any of that. I, I was always I always felt like I could connect more um with with the hip hop, the slam poetry that was coming from America. Yeah. And um and so yeah, so I stuck to that. <sighs> I've put out I've put out albums I don't know. I don't even know how many albums I've got out now, but I've got quite a lot. You can find that on on um, on all the major streaming platforms as well. Um, so yeah, man, that's that's me. So how, so how did that like 
how did that evolve then from when you started? Because your music is quite different from, as you said, a lot of the other stuff that's coming up. It's in very the, different. In the UK, quite, right? Yeah, yeah. You're very different, very different. But mm. so in that case, like, how do you go about building an audience? How do you get to the point where Griselda's, well, it, yeah, it's, like it starts with music. a button uh, that I call a fuck it button. <laughs> <laughs> it starts with that because you got to remember, man, like, we can step out right now, we'll bump into someone that does drill. We, we can bump into the next, like, like best thing since sliced bread. You know what I'm saying? And I've always been this 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 kind of cat that if I see all five of you going that way, I'm gonna go that way. You know what I mean? I'm not gonna I'm not gonna follow because you could get drowned in that sauce. You know what I'm saying? And 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 if you're not the one drowning and everyone else is drowning, that could create something else. You know what I mean? And and it just doesn't. If it don't speak to me, it don't speak to me. There's not there's not much I can do about it. it I just have to follow my heart and my passion, you know. And like I said, um, when when I realized I loved hip hop is when I got when I got stabbed as a youth. All I was listening to was hip hop, and hip hop gave me some messages. It told me what books to read. I was reading books like schools and teachers would never tell you to read. I was watching programs. You, you wouldn't find on you know in on normal terrestrial tv where it's whitewashed you know what i mean hip-hop educated me it, you know hip-hop helped me get my mind right um and that's when i knew i loved hip-hop and i took it i took it to a place where anyone i saw that's that does hip-hop and and i'm a fan of theirs i would approach them you know and just build a relationship, man, you know, and just be cool. Ask them if they're down to, you know, collaborate and whatever. And thankfully, I can I can say hand on heart, I've probably paid for a feature like twice in my whole wow. in my whole life. Wow. You know what I'm saying? That's crazy. You know, everyone everyone I've worked with, they've always, you know, they've they've always liked the way I've approached the situation. They've always and they've always, you know, I don't know if they're gassing or what, but they've always liked the way I've presenting myself in a track as well yeah yeah my, my my choice in vocabulary my my choice in words my choice in flow my mm. choice in beats because mm. i listen i studied you know um and yeah it's not your typical sound from the uk because you also have to remember uk and europe is is based on dance music the the, the music that europe and the uk love is dance music mm. whereas america that's a f America is a foundation for blues, jazz, um, hip hop, reggae, or all, all of that. You see what I'm saying? The slowest you could probably get in England is reggae or dub. You see what I'm saying? Dub roots, lovers rock. You know what I mean? So when when hearing that from America, it just like I said, it just spoke to me. And you know, I was born in Nigeria, and in Nigeria, Ghana even. You would get you would get more access to what's going on in America than you would England. You'd get a few shows from England, yes, but in America you could pick up good times. Mm -hmm. You see what I'm saying? You could you could pick up the, the Jeffersons. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying in, in Nigeria and stuff like that. So American culture, I was exposed to American culture before I was exposed to British culture. Mm -hmm. So when I eventually came over here, I was still more like, yeah, I, I dig all this British stuff going on. But American culture speaks to me more. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. So 
So yeah, I, I guess I just went with that flow. Mm. I didn't really try and conform to what anyone else was on, you know, in terms of music anyway. Was, you know, it's like when we first spoke, I'm telling you, I'm listening to jazz, bro. Like, yeah. and man's listening to drill over here. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? But it's not like I don't know about drill. Of course I know about drill. I, I love drill. I, I love what all of them man did. You, you're saying about Hedy. I think Hedy is one of the most classiest brothers on the mic right yeah, now. No, yeah. really My facts. guy is classy. Like, he's classy with it. Afrobeat. My nieces will tell you I don't like Afrobeat, but because I haven't got much experience in modern day Afrobeat. But if you want to talk about Osibisa, Felakuti, you know and I'm saying, then yeah, we can have a full on conversation. Mm. But as far as modern um, is concerned, Burner Boy, super class. Yeah. Like, you can't get no classier than that, if, yeah. if you ask me. But again, this is not someone. This, this is someone that's not really experiencing that field. I, I can have a conversation about anything to do with music yeah. or the arts. I'm a big fan of um, fine art right now as well. I represent a fine art as well. Um, I represent an artist named Finesse, um, and he does amazing portraits too. So yeah, I'm 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 into art. That's that's who the yeah, fly hooligan yeah. the fly hooligan is. Mm. That's what gourmet rap is. Yeah. Gourmet rap is art and culture. Gourmet rap is culture. Whether it's whether it's music, whether it's art, whether it's food, whether it's jewelry, whether it's the most elegant stuff, you know, that, that's that's what gourmet rap is. Mm. You know, we 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 talk about it just because we come from the the hood or the streets or wherever you want to describe it as. It doesn't mean we don't we don't know about. Stanislav Sukowski, you know what I'm saying? Exactly. <laughs> you get me. So. <laughs> Not that culture. I'm got. glad someone does. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So like, or you know, Lars von Trier. Um, he's he's a great movie director. I've got that's that's the name of one of my songs. So you'll see. I'll have I'll have song titles like Roman Abramovich. Like he's a billionaire. Like, but you don't know about his history. So look into him. Why would I call my my project? Um, um, Roman Abramovich why would I have a song called Lars von Trier why would I have a song called Lee Scratch Perry or Pure Money Fours those are my one of my all time favourite sneakers you know what I'm saying but it, it's it's how you want to look at it, how you want to perceive art we, none of us in this room is going to look at the same art piece and come out with the same thoughts of that art piece mm. we're all going to we're all going to see it differently we're all going to express different opinions about it just like Squid Games <laughs> you know what I'm saying <laughs> it's so that's that's what gourmet rap is, man. Yeah. That's what gourmet rap is, and that's who the fly hooligan is, and that's what I want to bring um, to the to the United Kingdom now, um, now more than ever, because I feel it would be amazing to create an alternative genre for for the for the youth man that's coming up, and he's thinking, yeah, I do like grime and all that, but what else is there? Mm. What else can I experiment with? You know. So yeah, that's what I'm bringing. I feel like I was gonna say I feel like um, yeah when it comes to gourmet rap or connoisseur rap that whole genre mm. I feel like that's one of the key like tenets of it it's like because of like obviously West Side and I know he does his art and high culture all of that mm -hmm. but also men are talking about yeah. you know slinging birds and all of that it's like where men are it's the marrying point between that high culture and the real gutter and mm. I feel like that yeah even that marriage is like so so it's unique. It's mad, that's the word. It's unique. mad unique. Mad yeah. unique. And um, you you when when you throw Westside Gun in there, you always have you, you you always always have to big up Rock Marciano and Planet Asia, because those those are the godfathers of that. Those are yeah, the fathers yeah. of that style, that whole style, and, and and really bringing it to the forefront. Not not 
yeah, they are the fathers. I'm gonna, I mean, I am gonna be bold enough to say that because yeah, there were there, there are other artists before them that did do that. You, you know, your Ray and Ghost, Rayquan and Ghostface Killer, definitely. You know what I'm saying? You you've got Nas Nazir Jones when when he was in his nasty Nas era. You know what I mean? So yeah, I know my history. I know I know like where the drumless beats and all of that. Yeah, yeah. Like that's what that's what that's why I referred to myself as like a sort of A and R because. In 2014, when I was talking, because, all right, how I hooked up with Westside Gun, Sean Price made my big brother rest in peace. He introduced me through his song he did with Westside Gun called Black Tar. And, um, and and P was just showing me these these tracks that he did. No, sorry, he didn't even show me that track, but I saw it online because he showed me a bunch of other songs and features that he did. I didn't hear this one yet with Westside Gun, and then I heard it, and I was like, "Yo, bro, you never told me about this song." And um, he was like, "Yeah, nah, dude's fire anyway. I think I think he's gonna be dope." And I was like, "Yeah, I can hear what you're hearing." And um, I connected with Westside Gun, and this was this was whilst Conway was in jail as well. Mm. So and and in the in Savile Row, you were here, you were here, Westside Gun talking about Conway mm. being in jail in that verse. So that's how far back I go with this whole Renaissance. Of hip hop, right, I pretty right. much, I'm part of it. I am a part, of yeah. it, like from the yeah. embryonic stage to where we are now, and so is Gourmet Deluxe, um, the label. So, um, yeah, man, it's, it, that whole people call it connoisseur rap, and I think, I think, I think that's a, a very fair label for it. But I think Gourmet rap is more befitting. <laughs> gourmet, yeah. I know. I like that title still. Yeah, it's man, like it's absolutely, it's more, it's more befitting, and I wanna, I wanna put that label on it before someone corporate comes along and and takes that over and you know yeah. i think i think ownership in in this era is more important than any other era because all the other eras um you can clearly see i mean you can look at the timeline that's what the timeline is there for and you can look at the timeline and see what happened um with your uk hip-hop term terminology and other stuff like that you know mm-hmm. and i feel gourmet rap yeah man like we're gonna name that and we're gonna you know, we're gonna be the gatekeepers of that. You feel me? It's interesting that you you talk about, um, <coughs> I guess, bringing bringing in a, a different lane for uh, youth, like young rappers coming in now, um, a different lane for them to express themselves in. Do you feel like I don't know? I get the sense that in the UK, particularly, there's um, p- there's a lot of restrictions on black creativity. Black art, black music, always has in been. particular, yeah, it always has been. <coughs> That's why um, I got Afrobeat. Even more so than in, way more so than in America, and because of that, I feel like rappers coming up now. And I remember, like, this must have been about two years ago. We had a rapper on called Whisper, and he he was talking about. He's up. He was up and coming as well, and he was talking about. Um, we I asked him, "What do you think about the state of the UK scene?" And he says, he, he says something along the lines of like. Effectively, in the UK, you're, you're kind of put in a box as a rapper. You're either drill, you're grime, you're Afro swing, or they don't know where to place you, so therefore they can't market you, so they kind of just discard you. Um, what do you think about how, I guess, how gourmet rap will, like, how the uptake of gourmet rap will be, given the fact that whoever the powers that be kind of try and force artists into boxes, and unless the artists leave the UK, go to America, or wherever, they don't really see much, or they don't see commercial success in the UK. I'm going to answer that by starting with a question. 
What's the most powerful tool we have in, in, in our homes, in this, in this room right now? What's the most powerful tool to get our message across? Interwebs. Yeah, internet. Bingo. You don't need no label. You don't need no label. You don't need anyone but yourself. Your drive, your persistence, your vision, your goal, your thirst, your hunger. That's, that's literally all you need. Because I didn't have none of that. Yeah. There's, there's probably a handful of people in the UK that can tell tell you about the fly hooligan. Mm. But then you go to America, you go to Japan, you go Germany, Italy, France, Sweden, anywhere else in the world. You can go certain parts of America and just say, man, say you know me or you're related to me, and they'll give you a pass. <laughs> yeah. That's how the world works. Yeah, you yeah. know what I'm saying? Um. So, whatever's destined to happen in the uk is is going to happen there's there's nothing anyone can do about it especially now more than ever because now you've got the internet the industry can't say well we're gonna lock off gourmet rap because them man they believe in being their own bosses and that's gonna empower other people black white brown yellow blue purple to be their own bosses as well they can't do that you know what i'm saying that's bait the, mm. the people switch on them you know what I'm saying? And, yeah. and, th- and this is what gourmet rap is about. Gourmet rap is for the people. Gourmet rap is for art and culture. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. Whether you're into painting or, or drawing, whether you're into anime, manga, um, whatever you're into, it's art. Mm. You see what I'm saying? If you're, if you're into gangster, gangster flicks, you're into gangster flicks. It's art. This is you, man. You want to rap about it? Rap about it. There's no boundaries in art. There's no, there's no, there's no limit to expression. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. And that's what this genre is about. It's not about, you know, it's not about letting anyone in for them to now come and dictate what we do so that we get a quick buck mm. and, and probably owe them double what they've given mm. us if mm. the thing don't work out. Yeah. Now we do it ourselves. We set up our own band camp. We set up our own website. You know, we put up a limited amount. We shot it. Then we reinvest that. Keep and then keep that cycle going. That's yeah. how you become your own boss. You got you got to invest and reinvest in yourself. Yeah, I feel like I feel like the internet has definitely helped in terms of bridging that gap between. I mean, not even helped. It's, it's effectively built that it bridge has. because prior prior to that, there was no way for an artist to reach the masses without going via the labels or whatever it is, or selling um, selling your shit on road. Yeah, because that's what I was doing at one point before before reinventing myself. I was on road with man like Mike GLC and Genesis Elijah. Mm. In the reason why you've got wardens in central London is because because of us, man. You see what I'm saying? <laughs> that's that's where I come from. That's that's my history. Mm. You know, physically approaching people and saying, "Boom, this is my music. This is my art. Here you go. It's five pounds. It's ten pounds. Fifteen. I remember. And, I remember those days. Yeah. And they're still about, man. Love for them, man. Is still about. I mean, we don't see eye to eye now, but I got Halo um, Daily Grinder as well. He's another man. You go walk down Camden tomorrow. You're gonna bump into them. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> that's a lot about. You know, and and that's a that's another as, as, that's a beautiful thing as well because these are these are these are people that believe in themselves. These are people that are investing in themselves. Wherever they spend their money on, that's their business. But the fact that they stood in front of you shows how much confidence they've got in themselves. You know, and how much they're willing to, you know put so much blood sweat and tears and even risking embarrassing themselves you know so that they can they can keep their art alive you see what I'm saying instead of doing a 9 to 5 and making Tommy a whole heap of money off of his own schedule and you can't get no proper sleep and you're depressed and all of that next thing you know you want to you know respectfully off yourself because you're you're not living the life you really want to live 
You see what I'm saying? So. I think there's always, especially like based on what you were talking about, about how this is the gourmet rap is it's art at its finest kind of thing. Mm. It's like there's always that kind of tension between the I guess the artistic side and then the commercial side. Mm. Um and you see it time and time again, you see it with all t- sorts of genres. I was looking into Neo Soul recently actually because mm. um I want to do an episode on, on Neo Soul soon. Um because um you kind of think Neo Soul's kind of died a little bit. Mm. It's it, I guess there's certain artists that coming up, but when you think of like the prime of Neo Soul when you had like Maxwell, you had Eric Badu, Jill Scott, them kind of Brand people. New heavies. And it's mm. it's Mm. You, you kind of think what what happened to Neo Soul, mm. and I was looking into it, and the, a big issue was that um, the artists that were driving Neo Soul, uh, overwhelmingly black artists, because it was a black uh, genre. That's right. Um, they were more concerned with the artistry than with the the commercial aspect. Their integrity, their their artistic integrity. They were more. That's exactly. They were more concerned with that, mm. and so the labels they were signed to were thinking, um, like for example, them trying to put money um, into. Lauren Hill's uh, coming up with a sophomore album. Yeah. She's not really on putting out a sophomore album right now because she's not feeling inspired to do so. Mm-hmm. So then on the label side, they're thinking, well, we can't keep pouring money into this artist if she's not going yeah. to turn up on time for shows. She's not mm-hmm. going to do this. She's not going to do that. We need to recoup on whatever we've done. So there's always that that tension. And of course, with certain genres, you, you see, not that they, they die, but they kind of fade from the limelight because Neo Soul was, was kind of commercially popular in the late 90s early 2000s and it kind of transitioned to r&b because r&b they were better able to market that market. and sell that um and the artists involved of r&b at the time were happier to you know be marketed and have their their music and their art sold mm. so i think yeah there's always that tension just because it's like as an artist as well you want to be you know re- remunerated remunerate whatever the word mm. you want to be paid for your work right mm-hmm. you, you want to um and so it's difficult to kind of strike that balance of you know my artistic integrity but at the same time mm. you know i need to make sure that there's some co- i need to consider the commercial aspect of things because at the end of the day i'm trying to i make I'm, i make a living doing this so. i, I kind of feel one thing that didn't help um neo soul was its creator who goes by the name of jay dilla may he rest in peace he he essentially created um neo soul essentially i wouldn't say whole like it, it was the way because I, I I mentioned brand new heavies earlier, mm. and from my recollection, brand new heavies he did a, a remix for them, um, for a track I can't remember the exact title, but I know in the lyrics it says sometimes you got to do right, and if you go to any Jay Dilla Change My Life party, you'll you'll definitely hear that song, um, and on and on as well with um, Q Tip and mm. um, Janet Jackson. A lot of people don't know who Jay Dilla is, but since it, since he passed away, a lot of people got to learn about him. Mm-hmm. But like I said, essentially he created Neo Soul, and when he passed away, and he was also one of the founding members of Soulquarians, which was Erica Badu, yeah. um, Quest Love, D'Angelo, D'Angelo, yeah, yeah. Andre yeah. Three Thousand, Common, like had so many, like it was a massive collective. And um, you know, and I, and I think yeah, when when he passed away, it kind of went downhill from there. Bilal, he was a rising star. He was Anderson Park before Anderson Park, if you really <laughs> want to check it. But Universal shagged him because of what, based on what you said as well, they 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 they, they felt like they couldn't market homie yeah. because he wasn't um, he he was more interested in his artistic integrity as opposed to you know all right let me put on a shiny suit and dance about real mm. quickly and you know get this money and then bounce kind of thing mm. you know. 
because the 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 soul query and the soul people, like yeah, man, they they love they love their art, man. Do you foresee that kind of thing happening with gourmet rap in the sense of not so much that labels will will come and shake you, but they the, can't. Te- the tension between the nah, there won't be no tension because anyone joining gourmet rap, anyone who does gourmet rap will have a business business mind. They will know like, all right, cool. If I'm gonna do a commercial song for this label, these these this is the agreement, and we have to stick to that agreement. If you're not it's cool, I'll stick to my, I'll stick to my um, what do you call it? My fan base is fine because people are starting to clock that. Listen, if you if you sell like 300 vinyls every two three months you can actually live mm. a decent life. Mm. You know what I'm saying? And and if you're smart enough, by five, six years of doing that sort of run, you can get yourself a mortgage. It's it's not impossible, man. It's not. It's really not impossible. You don't need anyone to come and give you a loan and then tell you you owe them double and they ain't going to give you your master's and all that ish. You know mm. what I'm saying? I feel like that... Sorry to cut you. I feel like no. that, that spirit is like... A, it's another tenet of the whole gourmet rap thing. I feel mm. like that whole subgenre has been built outside of the industry and then got so big to the point where the industry, like we see it all the time. Industry, industry, industry has yeah. to, like we want yeah. a piece now. Yeah. But whereas we, like we've seen that with drill over here, drill over here, we've seen that with drill uh, in, in the States as well. Mm-hmm. But I feel like the big difference being that with this genre, you guys are in, first of all, your integrity mm-hmm. like is paramount to all of you. Mm-hmm. And beyond that, ownership, like you say. So, Stuff like band camp, stuff like, mm-hmm. um, like you say about sending vinyls and whatnot, all of that stuff actually keeps. Yeah, I feel like it will maintain. Like yeah. the genre will maintain. Yeah. As long as there's a collectors, as long as collectors are out there and and collectors keep growing and growing and growing, there's always going to be vinyls to sell. There's always going to be music to sell. There's always mm-hmm. uh, there's always going to be music to stream. Mm-hmm. There's always going to be merchandise to sell. You see what I'm saying? And as long and there's always going to be shows to have. Right. So as long as we have that cycle going, that's what I'm saying. Like the, the industry just can't come in, you know, strong arm the situation. Yeah. They can't do it because, all right, again, you can look at, you can look at Westside Gun and Conway and see what they're doing. They're not switching up nothing. They just done Rolling Loud, you know. That's true. They're yeah, doing Rock yeah, the Bells. Yeah, you know, yeah. they're doing all kinds of stuff. Yeah. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. And they, everyone's they, album. Everybody wants to work with them. Yeah, exactly. So, yeah, and and they're investing their money the right way. You know, um, and, and so it's just about it's about playing chess and not checkers. Mm. You see what I'm saying? And it, you know, ownership, integrity, um, consistency as well. That's that's a that's another big thing. Once you once you're consistent, you get your momentum going, and you keep your momentum going. Then yeah, you can have you can have a healthy, you know, very healthy, very decent career, mm. and and you won't have to worry about doing this, this, and this for someone who's offering you a loan because you've already you've already gotten used to that idea that alright if I sell a hundred even a hundred vinyls you know what I'm saying every three months is good enough to keep you going yeah. you know what I'm saying it's, it's more than and not just vinyls cassette tapes CDs t-shirts hoodies yeah. you know what I mean and if you want to get creative figurines <laughs> you know what I'm saying like we, Gourmet Deluxe does it all yeah. can I ask you a very random question go on do you have any thoughts on NFTs? You looked into that, that as well. Gourmet Deluxe has NFTs. You got it? Yeah, man. We got we got animation department. You know what I'm saying? So I was on NFTs from 20... 
So August 2020, I first heard of NFTs because a gentleman sold an NFT for 90, 90 racks. And then I heard about Azealia Banks selling an NFT for 17 racks. Some basic, some basic bitch NFT thing. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, it was mad. It was mad. And so, yeah, no, nah, I mean, yeah, got, you know, NFTs, yeah, man, that's, that's the non-fungible token. Yeah, it's yeah, it's yeah. the way forward. 100%. Yeah, man. So where would you like to see uh, Gourmet Rap, like, five to ten years from now? Where I know Gourmet Rap. <laughs> I'm going to be cocky with this one. <laughs> um, I, I, see, um, I see Gourmet Rap being embraced by pretty much everyone, man. You know, because the ball has already started rolling. I mean, fashion shows are... I'm talking UK. You say everyone or um, yeah, yeah, I see, I see, I see, man's from other genre getting on gourmet rap mm. because gourmet rap is not something difficult to do. You know what I'm saying? I can, I can hear, I can hear um, Stormzy on on a gourmet rap tune. I, pff, it's, it's easy, you know what I'm saying? It's not. I'm not here to try and put no one. That, that's not what gourmet rap is about. Mm. It's like, oh, nah, you man do drill grime. Now nah, you can't do gourmet rap. Nah, blood. If you think you can do it and you're dope at it, come through, man. Let's make some money, like mm. that's it. You know, it's no, it's not ego, man. I know I'm the flyest, I know I'm the illest, but it, it still don't mean like a man can't come through and get his shine on as well. You see what I'm saying? It's, it's not that. Like I'm confident enough to keep it moving. It's not. Yeah. It's not a problem. It's it's all good. And so that's that's where I, I see. I see. Yeah, I see. Five years from now, I see. I see quite a few people doing it. You know what I mean? I see. I want. I want to see it have its own. You know, sub genre. Like so, when you when when a man who does gourmet rap. Is uploading his his album onto iTunes, and it says and it says select a genre, and you get that drop down. You don't see alternative after. You don't see just alternative and hip hop rap slash rap and rare rare. You see gourmet rap, and then bam, you can click that. That's mm. where I want to see gourmet rap five years from now. Um, I want to get into into another gourmet rap tune. Mm. Um, do you have one one gourmet rap tune that you anybody else trying to get into the genre like should listen to? Oh man, there's 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 enough, man. Like so, gourmet rap now. When when you want to talk about the real essence of gourmet rap, we're talking like no drums. It's just a sample in it, just a sample, and then and then what you're getting is the lyrics. What you're getting is the lyricism, the the, the imagination, the cadence. So I'm saying because effectively what you're doing, um, which Rick Ross does very well, is your 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 whole rap becomes an instrument. You see what I'm saying? You become a part of that instrumental. So, I would say, I would say, yeah, Lars von Trier. That's the one, man. Lars von Trier. No, no, Lee Scratch Perry. My bad. Rest in peace, Lee Scratch Perry, Lee Scratch man. Perry, That's yeah. the one, man. That's the one. Heavy struggle when he got the Gatlin His enemy was master for a grappling 
Reenactments, final actions Death touch, nigga feeling vicious Sadistic kisses with his missus Satisfaction, one of many wishes Fed that kitty whiskers Fled the premises after killing a witness Hefty price being promiscuous Life's thesis Leave it with a law when it comes to forgiveness Couture dresses, lavish purchases Fell in love with my impulsiveness Like to ride the stick to the point of paralysis Invent classics to earth stops rotating on its axis Quote a notable's the noble steam of years of practice So that was Lee Scratch Perry um, we have to bounce pretty soon, but there was one more one more topic that we wanted to get into, uh, and this is a comparison between the the UK and the US. Um, you know, we have the age old question of which is which is better, but in in my perception, I would say that US rap in the last few years has kind of slipped behind UK rap, um, at least in the mainstream sense. What what do you think about the statement I just said? Like, do you agree? Do you have any any strong opinions on it? Um, commercially, I don't have the strongest opinions, okay. um, but I do. I do believe. Um, I do believe. You know, you you could have. You do have a point. I, I I do believe that because America has always had the same formula, and it's always you know bust true. But of late, like you know, because you've had Skepta, you've had Stormzy, you know, you've had Dizzy Rascal, you've had so many people, you know, come through and show that actually on a commercial level, you know, we can match that. You know what I'm saying, and 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 each artist has come with something different, like with a different, same formula but with a different approach. Um, what's Santan Dave? Mm. Mm-hmm. It's another prime example. Yeah. That, that brother's that brother's pure genius, man. Yeah. That 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 guy's genius. That I can't even think of another way of describing that dude, man. So I think think he's pure genius the way he approaches music um, as a whole. So. You know, yeah. So I would say, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm with you on that because I, I don't know. Maybe, I mean, commercially, the way I see it, Americans just think like, yeah, if I just drop this tune, I get this person on it, and I pay this amount of money for the video, then I see it like these these UK cats is gonna lump, you know, lap it up like, and then that's it, you know, back to making millions and then leave them to it. Mm. Whereas now, if they notice like, all right, it's a bit difficult for us, you know, what I'm saying like they're gonna switch it up a little bit. Underground, boy, underground, I think, I think they're, they're starting to, especially the artists, the artists are starting to respect us a lot more than they ever did. And and I know I'm one of the reasons why, you know what I'm saying? That's a whole fact. Um, but yeah, no, that's what I, th- I think. Yeah, I do mm. think you're right. I do think you're right. Isaac, what do you think? The reason I haven't asked you is because you came up with the, the question. <laughs> so, <laughs> no, I know yeah. what he's thinking. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, no, what do you think? That the UK, if the UK is pulling ahead, or just US? comparing the two, <laughs> comparing the two, um, uh, I'm focusing on the mainstream sense because I don't really listen to to too much underground um, th- in UK and US. So. Yeah, mainstream, I think like it's pretty much neck and neck now, but I would say that this year in terms of mainstream, I've been a little disappointed in general. Same, so I'll agree with that too. Mm. I can't really say like okay, the UK is just outperforming the US. I think they're both like. They're both kind of stagn- stagnant to me. The UK has caught up a lot in terms of mainstream. Like mm. now, when I'm thinking, what do I want to play? It could be either a UK or US tune. Mm. Back yeah. in the day, it would probably be like, what will come to mind first is a US, US tune. Mm. Yeah, fully. So I think, yeah, it's definitely caught up and they're a bit, they're quite equal now. But like, 
I think that this year, I don't know, it's just this year, I feel like something's yeah, been yeah, I feel from like this both. Yeah, it's true. Here's the other thing as well, mm. though. You see, in the UK, that's what you're going to say. That's true. Yeah, of course. Because 10 years, 10 years ago, it was the playlist, the A-list was big American yeah. stuff. Yeah, yeah. Whereas now, it's pretty much neck and neck. Mm. So in the UK, yeah, you can say that because they would say the same thing in France. Yeah. France is kind of killing America. You see what I'm saying? Mm. So in a, but you go to America now, America will be like, nah, man. Yeah, yeah, that's true. That's true. Who's, who's popping off in UK? <laughs> <laughs> who's that? Who? Te- Steph London? Who? Yeah. Uh, you know that. That's. But no, nah, but they love Steph London out there, though. To be to oh, be she real, was to, she Estelle, to Atlantic, no? yeah, yeah, still they they love it still. Like, yeah. You know what I'm saying? So. Now, there's certain artists that definitely pop off. The uh, Little Sims is another one as well. Oh, yes. And that's sure. one thing I always think is like with with the like with artists that you know. I was talking about people get placed in a box. Mm. I feel um, Little Sims is an artist that over here she wasn't. They they still haven't really found a way to market her to audiences here. But that's she and and I've and that's something that I always like kind of think for artists that because we talked about how powerful the internet is and everything. You don't need to. No. Be confined to the UK. If the UK is not trying to, yeah. trying to, if they're trying to force you into a box that you don't want to go in, there, there's an audience for you out there. And she's a prime example. She's went, been on tour with Schoolboy Q. She's yeah. she's done this. She's done that. She's, I mean, I don't know how. Well a lot of rappers. Sold, sorry to interrupt you, but a lot of rappers from my eras, yeah, in in the UK, a lot of them have said F UK because of that specific point you've made. <clears throat> Flowetry is another one. When I was a youth, yeah. For free of charge yeah. on a Sunday, I can watch Flowetry perform in in Labrick Grove in a place called Tabernacle. Yeah, it's on a Sunday I can mm. go and watch them perform free of charge. You know, mad. Yeah, <laughs> when they disappeared for a hot minute, no one really battered an eyelid. Core fans, of course, would be like, "Right, where did they go?" Like, and then bam, out of nowhere. They come out with their first single, signed to a label in America. Everyone's thinking that they're from Philadelphia. Yeah, but these times... I didn't know they were from Philadelphia. <laughs> when I was I watching thought, them in bro, I thought, I thought they were <laughs> What did you think? I thought they were from like the US. Like, no, nah, yeah. they're from the UK, my G. They're from the UK. That's this crazy. is my point. Yeah, and, yeah. and so that's how it was like them times there because we didn't really have access to the internet like that. You know, you would have to go to America. Even even uh, my brothers, them SAS, like another, you know, them brothers there opened the door wide for us because when... They they lived in America for a hot, for a lot longer than I did. They they lived in America for years, um, and they they were moving with Dame Jack Dash and Rockefeller, and their talent opened them man's eyes to the potential that is in the UK. You see what I'm saying? Um, yeah, man. It's, so now my my point is now it's it's a different era. Like if 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 the UK ain't fucking with you, if your hometown ain't fucking with you because you're a little bit different and. You know, you're not dancey dancey and mm-hmm. key keying on a song, then cool. Like I'll just put it online, and then I'm gonna yeah. have fans in Istanbul if that's mm. the case. Like, because yeah. money is money. Don't matter where it's where it's coming from. Money is still money once you convert it to the currency of of yeah, your nah, home. Definitely, you know definitely. what I'm saying? So, yeah, there's another. Oh, I forget the ask. Rodriguez, I think it's Rodriguez. There's all right. So there's a documentary called um, In Search for the Sugar Man. Okay. Yeah, or finding Sugar Man. Now, this brother, he's Bob Dylan. He is Bob Dylan before Bob Dylan. I don't know if you know who Bob Dylan is, but do your mm-hmm. research. Yeah, Bob Dylan, ill, ill artist. But this guy, 
inspired Bob Dylan. Wow, okay. But no one knows about this guy. However, he had, during the times of apartheid in South Africa, his album was like their anthem on both sides of the spectrum, mm. whether you were black or whether you were Afrikaans. Yeah. And, um, he, and he's from Detroit. He's from the slums of Detroit. Yeah. And he didn't know none of this. So the people in South Africa, there were so many, so many like mysterious stories about this guy because no one knew anything about him. It, the, the album was bootlegged for the longest time. It generated hundreds of thousands of pounds, let's say. And um, no one knew about him until a, a group of um, reporters and journalists did as much research as they possibly could. They came to a stop, a halt, and then one person carried it on. And then eventually they found this guy um, f through his daughter and they brought him out to South Africa. My man was living like a king. <laughs> but these times he's in Detroit rocking a suit and, and, and he's a carpenter. Wow. No one gave a damn about this guy. No one even knew he had an album out. You see what I'm saying? Like, no one even knew that. And he would tell people, like, yeah, I got an album, I do music. They didn't believe him. But South Africa now, mm. can't walk the street, mate. Mm. You know what I'm saying? But this is the world we live in now because yeah. of the internet. That's crazy. You might not blow up in your hometown, but you can definitely blow up somewhere else. Yeah, definitely, definitely. Very I'll true. I'll say one final thing I'll say about um, UK versus US. I feel like a lot of the reason I... Me personally, the, the, a lot of the reason that US hip hop to me has, has kind of stagnated in my eyes is because they've kind of lost touch with the roots of, of what hip hop originally was. Okay. And I feel like, basically the way I see it, the way UK music is, it's like, it's following the, a very similar trajectory to US music, uh, US hip hop, okay. but um, it's like 10 years behind, basically, because mm. it started, or 10, 15 years behind, because it started 10, 15 years mm. after it. And I feel like because of that, they, you can kind of look at what is happening in US music and kind of take that as like a warning for UK music about how we don't want to do this. Like, so in the sense of, I feel like more can be done for, I guess, the OGs of UK music to kind of educate the younger artists and stuff. Um, so it's not, it's not trying to say, oh, you need to do grime, you need to be 140 BPM, you need to do this, you need to do that. But... I always get the sense that the older artists in the UK feel kind of disrespected by the younger artists. So because of that, they kind of try and gatekeep grime and stuff. That, oh, you're not no really dialogue. Grime, you're not. Exactly. There needs to be like a, a better dialogue between the artists coming up in the UK and the um, and the youngers, the OGs and whatever yeah. from uh, in the in the in the UK scene. Because I feel like that's what was missing in the U. That's what has been missing in the US, and which is a lot of the reason that you end up with. Like the state of US hip hop right now, I think is just in a weird place, basically. Like, mm. I, the, it's it's a weird place. So that's that's um, that's my final. But yeah, I'm being told I need to wrap up in it. So, um, I want to thank you so much for coming on, man. Thanks for having me. Um, can't wait to hear. Can't wait to hear the album. Is there a sorry? Is there a date for it yet? Or I I, I want to say first of December now, um, because um, upon speaking to the the team yesterday, yeah. It, I don't want to drop it on the sixth of November. I want to get. I want to give it a proper, yeah, proper like, run. You know, yeah, a proper yeah, run. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So yeah, we'll most likely drop the first single in the coming week or so, okay. um, and then yeah, just build out from there for the first of December. Okay, yeah, yeah. Well, definitely. Cool. I mean, um, plug your socials. Let people know where they can find you. 
Instagram. I only, I only mess with Instagram and, and Twitter, to be honest with you. I'm barely on Twitter, but Instagram. You TikTok, bro. That's what everyone's on. TikTok. <laughs> so, uh, bro, TikTok dances to go to Gourmet Rap, yeah. <laughs> Drumless. You never know, you know, you never know. Like, I mean, I can see, see. All right, so here we go now. I can see ballet and contemporary dance over oh, a Gourmet Rap. You see, but this, you see, this TikTok is the thing ballet, about. Uh, absolutely, why not? What, what rules? Who said? Who yeah, said man, there's press, press the fuck it button, man. <laughs> fuck it button. That's yeah. it, man. Who said there's any rules to this shit? You yeah. know what I'm saying, like, boy, like if if there was really rules, Michelangelo wouldn't made this. Would have finished the Sistine Chapels. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. There's there's no rules to this shit. Yeah. The, Van Gogh would not have been able to paint what he painted yeah. if there was rules. Because they said my man was a madman. So, but the madman still created timeless art pieces. Yeah. There is no rules to this shit. So yeah, if a ballet dancer wants to jump on some gourmet rap, by all means, do that, man. Create. Make this thing art. Make it transcend. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Let the younger generation get in on it. Let the older generation. Let some old women in a wheelchair get on this thing. I don't mind. Like, it's, yeah. the art is universal. Art is for the people, man. It's not for the. It's not for the commercial industry, mm. or it's not for business to come and now tell you how it goes. It's nah, nah. You can't you do that with alcohol and cigarettes if you want. But not, <laughs> <laughs> not, not art, not man. Art, yeah. Nah, this is this is ours. You feel me? So, so yeah. yeah, what's what was your your Instagram handle actually? Um, Instagram. So it's uh, the Fly Hooligan. D A F L double Y Hooligan. Correct spelling. Um, and the same for Twitter. And um, look for Gourmet Deluxe on on YouTube as well. Gourmet Deluxe or correct. Well, Gourmet Correct Spelling Deluxe with a triple X at the end. Sweet, sweet, sweet. And um, Dwayne, thank you so much for joining us. I didn't even say at the start, but I know Dwayne because um, in summer we were both on the NS Academy. Come on. Had a great time. Uh, <laughs> big up, big up, no signal every single time. Um, and Dwayne, yeah, let the people know where they can find you. Obviously, you've got, um, you know, they can read what you write in, um, in Guap Mag. I know about that. Um, but yeah, let the people know where they can, you know, find you. Let them know what you're up to, you know. Um, yeah, so I'm just, uh, like I said, I do music journalism in it and I cover the UK predominantly. So um, you'll find me on Guat Magazine, and I freelance elsewhere as well. So um, on Twitter, I'm, my handle is Indie We Trust, in D-E-E We Trust. And on Insta, it's D.A.W. Two underscores. So yeah, that's me. Sweet. Yeah, and um, Dwayne is definitely, he's a, he's a man. If you're looking for, you know, like words about UK R&B, one like he, he's definitely put, put me on to some artists man we had some good chats about uk r&b mm. um and yeah any final words as it oh, thank you both for coming yeah sure. great it's thank you guys thank you guys um sweet so you guys have been listening to two g's in a pod thank you for listening um follow us on instagram at two g's in a pod follow us on twitter at two g's in a pod underscore um and two in two days it's our on well, no, two days three days it's our fourth birthday bro four years Four years in the pod, Jeez. man. It's crazy, man. It's crazy. So, it's wild. Um, you know, long may it continue. We've got more content planned for you guys. So, thank you for rocking with us. Um, you know, you'll find all of our... You can stream all of our episodes on, you know, all the streaming platforms, so Spotify, SoundCloud, Apple Podcasts. And uh, what's a good song that we should leave them with? Mm. Man. Weed Smoke 2. Weed Smoke 2. Shout out to my cousin Michael Parkinson on the beats.